The sweetest blessings of our Lord Jesus be with you all, dear heart dwellers. Well, I'm the guinea pig again. This is part two, the second part of yesterday's message. And this is what happened. All of a sudden, I got hit with the desire to look a little more cheerful around the house than navy blue turtlenecks and clothing from two years ago that are showing signs of wear and fuzzy balls of cotton and faded colors. I looked online for a lightweight crocheted top to add a little cheerful color to wear over the dingy stuff. I didn't want to spend money on something new because it was frivolous. Well, I had such a garment, but it was the wrong color, olive, and that's my least favorite. So I decided instead to pull the color from it and dye it. That took a small bite of time, even though I did it in between making dinner. The point was, I wanted it, and I indulged myself. Not long after that, I realized I had indulged my lust for beauty and things again. And it's like a monster. You give it what it wants, and there's no end to what else it wants next, until you starve it and it dies. I've been trying to starve it, but this time I gave in. Well, I wasn't quite convicted until last night when Ezekiel wasn't feeling well and he admonished me not to get on the net to watch 60 Minutes with Donald Trump. I retorted, I haven't done anything. You aren't feeling unwell because I sinned. I said this because it's true that sometimes he carries a burden for me because I'm getting sidetracked and the Lord needs his intercession to get my attention. Then I went to the Bible Promises to see if I could watch the program. After all, it isn't news, rather it's an interview with a man I know nothing about, really, other than what God has told me. And I really wanted to listen to him. The first reading that I got from the Bible Promises was self-righteousness. Ouch, I hate that one. You know, that's the one that says, I am pure and without sin. I am not guilty and there's no sin in me. That's Job 33.9. That scripture heading in the Bible promises stings, just like pride. That's another heading that really, really is painful to see. I knew right away I was not in a good place with the Lord, even though my morning prayers were deep and strong, and I felt very connected to the Lord's heart. Then Ezekiel went to the Bible promises and got the heading lust, which is always about my desires for things and money and the world, and then repentance. So I came before the Lord wanting to figure out what I had done wrong, because at that time I really wasn't aware of it. I was really asking myself, what have I done? And when I finally got to the point of asking him that, I got the heading called humility, and I knew it was about my pride again. And here I want to share with you that I'm only just learning to look, really look, and see what's inside of me that shouldn't be there. We're finding out that demons come with seeds, and they inhabit that other dimension, which our bodies occupy in this dimension. But they can plant seeds so they can be lodged in our gut, our minds, or body part, for that matter, 
any body part for that matter, and begin a stronghold by planting an evil seed. And to be effective in prayer, we need to be clean before the Lord. So I came and knelt by my prayer place and asked Holy Spirit to reveal to me my sins. At first I felt restless, but I waited on him, and he truly started showing me what I needed to repent of. And wonder of wonders, there was a spirit of compunction and grief for having offended our Lord. After about ten minutes of confessing that I am a sinner, still a sinner, and please show me what I've done, he started to feel present to me tangibly. Then he began to show me all kinds of things. I don't list them all here, but judgment, and disrespect, self-indulgence, unforgiveness, and last but not least, pride, avarice, and acquisition, my black panther, the thing that stalks me and gets me when I'm not thinking straight. But I still wanted my way, so I died it. I realized dying that piece of cloth was just as bad as buying it new in the sense that I got what I wanted. And if I keep feeding my I wants, it's going to be a monster to deal with, and there will be no end to what I want next. No wonder my prayers for Ezekiel's pain level didn't work. I was unclean from the inside and needed to repent. Heart dwellers, it's been my experience that if I haven't really looked honestly within at my sins, my prayers are weak. That's why before I do anything else in prayer, I come kneeling before the Lord asking to be shown my sins so I can repent. I want those demons out of my space. I don't want to lay hands on or talk to anyone if I'm not clean because we're also finding out that these demons can be transferred through the internet and phone. Yes, they're contagious, just like the flu. In fact, any form of communication can infect a person without their knowing it. That's why we shouldn't have newspapers or magazines around, because they are filled with suggestions to lust after sex or to desire and acquire things. So I wanted to also admonish you in this message to make sure you wait on Holy Spirit to convict you of your sins and wait until you've truly repented and are sorry for offending God before you assume you're clean. It calls for true contrition, and that means sorrow for offending God. Not sorrow for getting caught. Not sorrow for not getting your way. Not sorrow because now you can't get more. Sorrow for having offended our tender Jesus with idolatrous behavior. Friends, I'm only just beginning this journey of getting really deep and asking to see the hidden things I've done wrong. I try every day to repent, but I'm finding I haven't gone deep enough. I've glossed over some things saying, Oh, that wasn't important. I haven't waited for Holy Spirit to convict me. I've been sloppy and lazy. Okay, I said I was sorry. Let's get into the day. Now, that's not an attitude fitting the Lord's spouse. That's shallow and cheap. Besides, there's no true contrition there. 
or no recognition of sin. And sin is serious. I don't care what form it's in. It has consequences. And it opens doors to the demonic realm for all kinds of oppression. It's the same as if you were cheating on him. We come together in prayer, but something doesn't feel quite right. I feel a little disconnected from him. I know that I've been drawn away by other lovers, the beautiful things I want. I don't want only him. I want the world too. It's the same as adultery in marriage. I have chosen another behind his back, but I'm pretending to be only his. And here's the most hurtful thing he's ever said to me, and he gave it to me in the communion reading yesterday. You honor me with your lips, but your heart is far from me. Oh, I was so downcast after hearing that I didn't want to get up. I just wanted to find a hole and crawl in it and disappear. But he began this message, and I'm feeling a little better. But I really, really don't want my heart to be far from him. I want it to be his alone. Pray for me. At this point, the Lord began to speak again. My daughter, my bride, I have forgiven you. I know you are very weak. I know you struggle with pride. And I have allowed the enemy to sift you, to humble you, Claire. There is nothing in heaven more noxious than pride. That is why I allowed this. But now you are seeing your lowly estate. You are seeing that you are truly nothing. You are seeing that your passions can easily overrun you. Truly, Claire, you are pitiable. And truly, I love you all the more. Come now, my precious bride. Shake off the dust of this world and come back into my tender embrace. Much more diminutive, much more humbled. Little, little, little. And again, I admonish you, Claire, stay little. For truly, without my intervention, you'd be lying in a sewer. But my love for you has caused me to lift you up and out and cleanse you to be my vessel unto honor and to speak my very own words to a thirsty people, twisted and confused by religious spirits. In this world you will struggle with your flesh and the world, but take courage. I have overcome them both for you. And if you were faithful to remember your true stature before the heavenly court, I will always deliver you. Go in peace now, my tender bride. Go in peace. You are forgiven. <laughs>